So then, continuing on uh, this topic of the Metta Sutta, the Discourse on Loving Kindness, attributed to the Buddha. We don't know if really the Buddha wrote it or composed it, but that's uh, the attribution of the tradition. It's a beautiful little text, uh, a series of verses, um, that... uh, as I said yesterday, uh, is considered the foundational text for loving kindness practice or living. But that the fundamental purpose of the text is uh, uh, to reach the state of peace, uh, liberation, and freedom. And that, um, and that to do so, it's important to develop these different qualities. Uh, and a lot of these can be seen as expressions of the seven factor, second factor of the Eightfold Path, right intention, the right resolve, and um, which is said to be renunciation, um, non-hostility, or non-ill will. So renunciation, non-ill will, and non-cruelty, non-violence. And this idea in the text where there's, in the the Pali tradition, where there's a lot of these negative prefixes, the not ill will, the not cruelty, um, it's understood in the tradition that that uh, encompasses not uh, the opposite. It's not just the absence, it involves the presence of the opposite. And you could say, why don't you say the opposite? And uh, the reason is that uh, the opposite of non-ill will could be a range of different attitudes, not just one. And so by the, when we let go of ill will, then uh, we are available for the range. And whatever is appropriate at the time, sometimes it might be loving kindness, sometimes compassion, sometimes generosity, sometimes um, uh, it might be patience or or it might be equanimity, or it might be, you know, uh, different things. And, um, and so we're not limited just to one. However, uh, so in this um, opening of the text we talked about yesterday, all of those can be seen as expressions of renunciation, non-ill will, and, um, and non-cruelty, um, especially the first two. And uh, so they're um, stri- uh, gentle and not proud, contented, easily supported, living lightly with few duties, all about renunciation of a certain kind of healthy letting go, wise with senses calmed, not arrogant, without greed for supporters. They should not do the least thing that the wise would criticize. So then the next one is uh, des- describes the... In- the um, the intention, the motivations, the aspiration of loving kindness. It's the heart's wish that others be happy. And here it's put in the context of reaching the state of peace. It's in the context of becoming liberated oneself that one develops and cultivates this care and goodwill for others. That if uh, the path of liberation is only about me, myself, and mine, there's no liberation. Uh, that uh, the way we close down and hold ourselves in check and gripped in our self, sense of self, 
when we're only focusing on our own practice and our own welfare, uh, actually limits the movement towards freedom. And so here, we next next uh, uh, section of this is now including a care for the others in the world, a kind of relaxing of the barriers, the relaxing of the strong sense of separation and otherness and meanness and me against you or it's all about me and uh, what's good for me. Uh, but now there's an opening, a relaxing of that uh, uh, strong grip of self into now in a relaxed, open way, uh, having the goodwill go out and include the welfare of others as well. And um, and so the, the sutta goes on, and so it's uh, those skilled in the good should be, and then it all says all these kind of ethical things, and then it goes they should also reflect as follows. They should consider as follows. May all be happy and secure. May all beings be happy at heart. All living beings, whether weak or strong, tall, large, medium or short, tiny or big, seen or unseen, near or distant, born or to be born, May they all be happy. So it's not just a simple goodwill to the people that you love. Here it's a kind of a universal goodwill. May all beings be happy. And the universality of it is not easy to come to. But as we, begi- uh, we begin with love towards those that we care about, those who it's easy for, and then the practice is to begin expanding it. What does it take to relax and open and and, and uh, be inclusive in our goodwill so that we can genuinely have goodwill for the whole world. And part of the advantage of this in terms of the benefit of this in meditation practice is that this really <clears throat> frees up the restrictions on the heart, the constrictions of the heart, the limitations we have by, by keeping our love bounded or in check. Uh, there's something about uh, opening up the windows of the heart completely, all the windows, so that uh, the radiance of the heart can be in all directions, not limited by anything, an unlimited heart. This, of course, is a very large ideal, and um, and so one of the things that uh, is very useful to consider is that um, we're talking here about an intention and intentions don't necessarily mean that we feel loving. It means that we have the intention to do so. We have the desire to be loving, to have goodwill. And um, and if, if the requirement is to feel that, have an emotional feeling of love, that uh, could limit uh, and hinder a person from actually practicing it or feeling, you know, uh, feeling that they're doing the practice well. Um, it's enough to have the intention. That's where it begins. Intention is considered a seed. And you plant that seed so something can begin to grow. And over time, something important will grow within us. Exactly what that is for <clears throat> any one individual, I don't want to say. Uh, for some it might be emotional. For some it might be, has a more cognitive quality to it and <clears throat> comes with understanding and, and ideas that uh, uh, really are all-encompassing. and um, But it does involve a releasing of clinging, 
releasing of self-preoccupation. <coughs> it begins just by an intention. And so I think that it's very <coughs> valuable to simply have the desire to have goodwill. Even if you don't have any goodwill, uh, you might want to consider whether it's a good idea to have it. Yes, I would like to have it. I'd like to have it someday. I wish I could do it. And rather than berating oneself or uh, diminishing the value of that because it's just a desire and we can't actually have the goodwill, uh, the idea is to celebrate, to appreciate the desire is actually quite phenomenal. This, remember, desires, intentions are so important part of human life. When we have wholesome desires, it's good to appreciate that, especially if the alternative is unwholesome desires. And, um, and so the desire to have goodwill is enough in itself. It's a beginning. And then to appreciate that and, and then maybe give it voice. And one of the ways that loving-kindness practice is practiced is uh, by, in one's own mind, maybe quietly, uh, giving voice to it, saying, saying words that express it. And um, there's something about giving voice that is good for the heart. Some of you, if you're driving a car or if you're alone sometime, you might try speaking out loud uh, expressions of goodwill, maybe very personal expressions of it uh, that you have for others or for all beings, or to do it um, with the classic phrases. And, or you do it from the, um, these phrases uh, that, uh, from this metta sutta. May all be happy and secure. May all be happy and safe. May all beings be happy at heart. And then all is really emphasized here. The all-encompassing nature, just in all directions, no limitations to your goodwill. All living beings, whether weak or strong, tall, large, medium or short, tiny or big, seen or unseen, near or distant, born or to be born, may they all be happy. And um, uh, and this is not just human beings. I think tiny and big and all that means from the smallest little creatures to the largest, <coughs> seen and unseen, doesn't just mean the people you don't see, but even the bacteria, the insects that are so small you don't see them. So this all-encompassing nature of this goodwill. And um, so what, it, what does it take to do that? So it takes intentionality, it takes, it takes having some desire, which with, for which we have to appreciate that desire has an important role in our life. And, um, and to learn how to be wise with desires, so desires are wholesome and beneficial. So we don't succumb to the limitations of expectation and demand and success, success and failure. That we don't um, uh, um, hijack the desire with clinging and craving and grasping, in you know compulsive desire, but just an open-handed, uh, free kind of uh, uh, generosity of heart, where we wish we wish well for people. We wish for their welfare. It doesn't have to be publicly known. So some people are afraid to kind of have develop good goodwill or have this intention because if they people know about it, they'll be taken advantage of or it's embarrassing or something. It's awkward. 
Um, but this goodwill we're cultivating doesn't have to be publicly known. It can be your secret that you're really sitting there just wishing that the people are angry with you or annoyed with you, uh, wishing for their welfare, wishing they can be happy. And it might be wholesome enough uh, to uh, wish their welfare and happiness because if they're happy, they probably wouldn't be so mean to you. Uh, They'd be a lot better shape. So uh, these beautiful words, may all be happy and secure. May all beings be happy at heart. How can those words be intentions or desires or aspirations that live in you in a way that has integrity, a way that is really comes out of you and flows out of you and is valuable for you? One of the ways, that the many ways that to answer that question, but one of the ways is that comes out of meditation <coughs> is to have a non-claustrophobic mind. To have a mind that's not so busy with thoughts and other desires and ill wills and annoyances and fantasies. There's no room for the quieter emotions, the emotions of um, goodwill, of love and kindness. So to live a, a calm life can make room for frequent connection to the intention, the desire for uh, goodwill. So may you explore this this next day. <coughs> maybe may you explore, <coughs> maybe by repeating to yourself and seeing what it, it, uh, what it <coughs> brings up for you in your heart, in your mind, in your body. Just repeat to you yourself the phrases, May all be happy and secure. May all beings be happy at heart. You don't have to even feel any goodwill saying them, but what happens to you if you make those a mantra for the day? Just keep coming back to them and back to them and living with them. What is it? What do you learn about yourself? And what do you learn about your heart in doing so? <clears throat> so thank you. And uh, there's a copy of my translation of the <clears throat> Metta Sutta in um, on the IMC uh, website on the home page, and in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little section called "What's New," and in this section, there's a, set, a little line that says "Reflections from Gill," and there you'll find the discourse on loving kindness. Um, so thank you, <clears throat> and uh, I look forward to continuing tomorrow.